So last episode, we were talking about superstitions, and we had brought up the superstition about picking up a penny. Yes. But we didn't really have any information on that. So did you find anything interesting on that? I actually did. So I learned that many ancient cultures believe that metals were precious gifts from the gods. It would bring you good luck when you found them. Even though pennies aren't worth much, picking them up was also considered good luck because it increased your wealth. The bad luck from pennies comes from the understanding of a constant battle between good and evil. So if one thing is good, the other must be bad. So is that where the, the heads and tails thing comes in? Yeah. Oh, okay. So if one side of the penny brings good luck, the other side must bring bad luck. Okay. Yeah. That, so that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting how we, we do these superstitions and have no idea why. Well, it's so crazy, too, like how far back the history goes on most of these and that we actually keep up with them. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of like the experiment with the monkeys and the bananas on the pole. What? <laughs> <laughs> so there's an experiment where they had a bunch of monkeys in a room and they had a pole and bananas up at the top, something like that. Yeah. Right. And every time the monkeys tried to go up the pole to get the bananas, they would knock them down. The bananas or the monkeys? The monkeys. <laughs> the monkeys. So then they would rotate new monkeys into the mix. Yeah. And the monkeys would keep them from going up the pole because they knew that they would get hurt. Uh -huh. Then they would rotate more in. So then there would be no monkeys that were in there when they actually got knocked down from the pole, but they were keeping them, the other monkeys from going up. Uh -huh. So it was a generational thing where they were never there when it actually happened. They were told... So are we actually just monkeys in an yes, experiment? We're, we're, Is this just yes. one giant experiment? <laughs> yes. So anyway, went off on a tangent there. Tonight I am going to start since uh, you took over last episode. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start. I'm talking about a reincarnation tonight. Do you believe in reincarnation? It's really hard because I don't want to discredit anyone's stories. I've actually never heard people's stories personally. But I would like to think that I would come back as an animal, maybe a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because uh, yeah, I do mention beliefs about animals just briefly. But yeah, I'm not sure I buy into that. I don't know if I want to come back as an animal. Well, yeah, because I guess you never know. Like, like you can't defend yourself, so you never. Well, it's stepping backwards, right? Well, what can you step forward from? We started out as flies. Ew. <laughs> So anyway, I'll get into it. We, we, we'll, we can talk about the wee, 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 wee. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder, it is late. Yeah. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> you come back as the pig. The Geico commercial. <laughs> oh, yes, I want to come back as the Geico pig. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, we're just going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so reincarnation. I was originally thinking about discussing how reincarnation is viewed in different religions. I thought that that was a big part of yeah. how different religions view it. But after doing a bit of reading, I realized how complex 
the different beliefs are. Yeah. I really didn't want to get into a big religious discussion. Okay. So that said, at a very basic level, and I think it's obvious, but just to state it, reincarnation is the rebirth of a soul after death into another physical being. And I'll say physical being because I don't want to dismiss their, the beliefs that reincarnation can involve more than a person. Yeah. Animals, as we were just talking about, beings from other planets. Makes sense that if there's reincarnation, it's among different planets. Yeah. Didn't see anything about plants. So I'm not sure if there are any beliefs out there involving plants or pet rocks. Pet rocks. <laughs> well, why not? You know, they're pets. In general, though, there are some basic varying beliefs. Some believe we start out as a lowly creature and progress towards a human as our souls gain experience. Some are more focused on just humans, but our souls work towards a higher being. The next life and our progress are determined by the karma we create in life. So the soul is meant to atone for the past mistakes. Hmm. For others, it's just a random chance thing. You go from being to being or human to human or animal to human back and forth just randomly. I personally would hate to think that it's random, that I could be a person and then go back as an animal. Yeah. I have a hard time with the whole animal thing anyway. It's I'm like... Because how far down can you go? I mean, really, at what point do smaller animals not have souls? Aren't there, like, some beliefs that these insects have souls? Yeah, I mean, you know, it said animals, but I guess that includes insects and stuff. And I don't know. I, I think at some level, I don't know, a lot of questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see where. And there's a belief that all existing souls in the world now are all the souls that there will ever be. So we're just kind of rotating through all the existing souls. I don't see how that would work with just humans. Yeah. But I guess if you believe that it was humans and all kinds of animals, that there's a balance. Yeah. So we're recycling, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't so want to think that I'm recycling my soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I will say about religion, and maybe I've said too much already, but I'll try not to call out a specific belief system since i've already pissed off the devil yeah i don't want to piss god off too yes but i i read an interesting perspective on why some religions don't promote the idea of reincarnation when their beliefs revolve around heaven and hell so heaven and hell is basically a reward system right yeah you behave you give your money to, to the church you go to heaven you don't you get to take the down escalator down <laughs> Reincarnation kind of causes problems for a system like that because if you can be reborn and atone for your sins, why do you need to behave and give money to the church now? Yeah. So they sell it as, you know, you're here on earth, you have one shot to go up or down, end of story. Hmm. Kind of interesting perspective. I never really thought about it before. Yeah. There are two people that stand out when it comes to research into reincarnation, so I wanted to mention them because a lot of the information available is the result of their work. Dr. Ian Stevenson was a Canadian-American psychiatrist who pioneered the research of reincarnation stories. He worked at the University of Virginia School of Medicine and founded the Division of Perceptual Studies. His research stretched from the early 60s up until about 2002. Wow. 
In those four decades, he documented around 3,000 reincarnation cases from all over the world. Dr. Jim Tucker, also a psychiatrist, started volunteering with Stevenson's research in the early 90s and has since continued Stevenson's work. It's crazy. It's crazy to think 3,000 cases from all over the world. Yeah. Stevenson retired in 2002, and then he had passed away in 2007. But an interesting note about Stevenson, he wrote about, it was called the combination lock test for survival. And he wrote about this sometime in the 60s. He purchased a lock, the kind you can set the combination yourself. Yeah. Based on a letter to number system, one equals A, two equals B, et cetera. I won't go into the details about the code, but basically with a six-digit combination, you could have a six-word phrase, and the first letter is a number in the combination. Hmm. Or you could have just one word where the first six letters are the combination. Yeah. So he set the combination, and he put the lock in a filing cabinet in their department and said he would try to communicate the phrase to someone after he passed, whether it be through reincarnation, a medium, or even a dream. Yeah. Unfortunately, the lock remains unopened. But, you know, I was thinking that doesn't really prove or disprove anything because even if it is possible, the odds of getting a message back has got to be phenomenally low. Yeah. But another interesting thing is it, even if he did, it wouldn't really prove anything because you still don't have any real proof about where the message came from. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could be skeptical and say, well, he had given somebody the message before he passed away. They, they can't prove that they got the message after he passed. Oh, let's see. So statistics. Love statistics. The ones who recall detailed information of past lives the most are children between the ages of two and six. After the age of eight, experiences tend to fade and eventually vanish entirely, as early life memories do for most people. So I don't want to discredit any experiences, but... Couldn't it have been like uh, like active imagination? Isn't that like a... Cause I feel like two to six is when you're like, imagination's yeah. really... Well, the whole thing about the, the research that Stevenson and Tucker were doing is getting that proof. Yeah. So not only what the child said and trying to determine if those facts were true or not. Yeah. But then trying to verify that the family didn't know these things and couldn't have fed them to the child. Yeah. And made the story up. Children tend to have clear memories of past lives where adults who do remember past lives uh, usually have more feelings or impressions, such as deja vu, going somewhere and having the feeling that you've been there before, or deja kunu. Probably didn't pronounce that quite right, but excuse my French. (laughs) Deja kunu, uh, encountering a person for the first time and feeling you have met them before. Deja vu meaning already seen, deja canoe meaning already known. That concludes our 12 past 3 French lesson for this week. <laughs> With maybe a mispronunciation. Yes, a poor French lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting thing about children in general is if a child gets the message that they aren't being listened to, so they're telling adults something but keep getting ignored or brushed off, they will generally stop talking about it. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But it makes you wonder how many stories of reincarnation might be out there that were lost because nobody was listening. I imagine a lot. 
Well, did I ever come to you about being reincarnated? Not that I recall, but I usually didn't listen to you, so. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> 60% who claim past lives are male. 70% claim they died violently or of unnatural causes. Hmm. The medium age of death for the previous person is 28. The medium time between death and rebirth is 16 months. 20% claim memories of time between death and rebirth. 20% have birthmarks or deformities that coincide with the previous person's death, such as a birthmark where the person has been shot. I've actually heard about that being a thing. I don't know if it's like 100% true, but I've heard that like, oh, like where you have like a birthmark on your body is where like your past life was like stabbed or shot or something. Really? I had never heard that before. I thought that was interesting. Really? Yeah. See, I never like 100% believed it being like a true thing, but it was like always like an interesting idea. Yeah, it is interesting to think that you carry physical traits. Yeah. And then why? Yeah. You know, to what to what end? Yeah. Uh, three quarters of cases investigated are solved, meaning investigators found information matching their story. That's interesting. Yeah, seventy-five percent. That's a pretty good rate. Yeah, I don't know. That's just interesting that there's like even enough out there to find proof of it. Right. It must be hard to to find the person that they say they were Mm -hmm. and then to verify that information. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, I think that they do have protocols as far as ensuring evidence of the claims are not tampered or tainted with. For example, premature investigation by the family makes any follow-up investigations invalid because it becomes impossible to determine what the family knew and when they knew it. Yeah. So one thing I've always been a bit skeptical about is that a lot of the reincarnation stories you hear involve past lives of famous people. I was suspicious about somebody claiming that they were a famous person in a past life. Yeah, especially if like there's a lot of information about their lives right. out there. Yeah, it's hard to prove, even if they're a little kid because the parents could feed them information, right? Yeah. And it makes for a more sensationalized story. Yeah. I did run across a lot of them, though, and I was watching one show that discussed seven stories, and four of them were of well-known past people. Hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. What I don't know is out of the thousands of stories they investigated, what percentage are famous past lives? You know, I figured, well, maybe we hear about those because of the famous person connection. Yeah. You know, so maybe those are the ones that people gravitate towards, or maybe... They're easier to verify because the person was famous. You know, there's more information out there. That makes sense. So the first story I have is of Sam Taylor. It was actually Gus Taylor in one book I read. But apparently Sam Gus was talking in full sentences by the time he was 18 months. And he began talking about how he was his own granddad. So like a past family member. Yeah. One source mentioned that when he was having his diaper changed, he said, when I was your age, I used to change your diaper. But this is <laughs> this is kind of disturbing to me <laughs> that somebody who you're changing their diaper has such a command of the English language. Yeah, 
It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know how I'd feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) What convinced the family of Sam Gus's story was when he started talking about his sister who had disappeared when he was young. His parents asked Sam if he had any siblings and he said he had a sister who turned into a fish. A fish? Yeah, that's that's a weird comment. When they asked who turned her into a fish, he said some bad guys. So I'm assuming that she wasn't actually turned into a fish. Yeah. So Sam's grandfather had a sister who was murdered and was found floating in San Francisco Bay. Oh, so it was the the grandfather's sister, not Sam's actual sister. Right. Uh, Keep up. Sorry. (laughs) Well, this is so confusing. In his past life, he had a sister who died. Okay. That's what he's saying. And his grandfather actually did have a sister who was murdered and thrown into San Francisco Bay. Okay, okay. When asked how he had died, Sam Gus slapped the top of his head as if in pain. His grandfather had died a year before Sammy was born of a cerebral hemorrhage. Sam Gus was one of the instances where he had a memory of the time between his lives. He said God gave him a ticket back to earth and he described traveling through a tunnel and into his mother's belly. It's so weird. Yeah. The thought of there being a time between lives. Something about that makes you uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) The next one is a celebrity story. I debated whether to include it, but there are some interesting details. So Ryan Hammonds of Oklahoma, age four, had a fascination with pretending he was making movies and would tell his mom stories about Hollywood and talk about wanting to go back to his big white house with the pool. At first, his mother dismissed it, figuring he was just making stuff up. But at some point, she began to wonder and started getting books about Hollywood from the library. Eventually, they ran across a picture of a 1932 movie, Night After Night, where Ryan recognized himself as a man named Marty Martin. I, would, I feel like I would still have a hard time believing the story. Not, I'm not trying to like yeah. dismiss. I'm just saying like even if I had a kid and they were saying stuff like that. Right, yeah. But that was the point at which they decided to contact Dr. Jim Tucker. Among other things, Ryan remembered tap dancing on Broadway. He had three younger sisters. He had three sons. In one book, it said three sons and a daughter. And the color of his car. What color was the car? You know, it didn't say, but I was kind of curious about that because I would think the color options in 1930s, you know, there weren't that many colors to pick from. Gray, black, <laughs> you know, maybe white. <laughs> so that might not have been too too hard to guess. Yeah. <laughs> the family tracked down Martin's daughter and verified that Ryan correctly identified more than 50 truths of Marty Martin's life. That's crazy. Yeah. When asked how he died, Ryan described his heart exploding and Dr. Tucker confirmed that Marty died of a heart attack. Ryan also correctly identified that he was 61 when he died and not 59 as it stated on his death certificate. Finally, there is James Leninger of Louisiana. At a young age, around two years old, James expressed a love for airplanes and he could explain in great detail how a fighter plane worked. 
One example given was when his mother commented that an object at the bottom of a toy plane was a bomb. James corrected her, saying it was a drop tank. <laughs> it's kind of funny that he like corrected her. <laughs> yeah. uh, in another instance, he was watching a documentary with his parents. The narrator referred to a particular plane as a Japanese Zero, Zero being a type of plane. But James said the plane was actually a Tony, and he was correct. They looked it up and found he was correct. James also had nightmares about dying and being shot down by a plane with a red sun on it, a Japanese fighter jet. He would wake up yelling things like airplane crash, plane on fire. Not trying to be too skeptical, but, you know, he was watching documentaries about World War II. Yeah. You think that could feed into nightmares? Especially if he was young. Yeah. But he did recall the name of his plane, Corsair, and the boat from which it was launched, he said Natoma. There was actually an escort carrier named the Natoma Bay. Oh, wow. His past life person was identified as Lieutenant James McCready, Houston, from Pennsylvania, who died in the Battle of Iwo Jima. I don't know. <laughs> I can't say it. I hear it, I can't say it. <laughs> On March 3rd, 1945. So, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that. I think this was one of the ones that there was a lot of skepticism about. Yeah. That there's a lot of claims that the parents fed him information. Yeah. You know, when they argued against that thing. How, you know, how could we get, you know, a two, three-year-old to stick to a story that we fed him? Which, uh, yeah, I agree with that. It'd be kind of hard to do. Yeah. I think, especially that young, like, I feel like it'd be harder for them to, like, retain the information that their parents are feeding them. Yeah. I just think the idea of like him being in like history class correcting the teacher so many <laughs> yeah. times because he's like yeah, been really. there. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to me, you know, we talked about how the average gap is 16 months, which is still quite a time span. But then some of these are like years and years and decades. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because I always thought about reincarnation being someone dying in a hospital and then their soul and spirit going into a newborn. But when you really hear about these stories, it's always like from 2000 to their past life being in World War II, yeah, which is like a huge time gap. Yeah, what, what was going on in that time? Yeah. You know, are they up in heaven and then they're deciding whether they want to come back or not? They have a choice? Yeah, or are they stuck in the spirit world? And why are they stuck here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, just a lot of unanswered questions. But so uh, those are just three stories I wanted to, to run through. Quite a few interesting ones out there. I, I don't you know, mean to be skeptical. I'm just trying to, to you know, look at it from both perspectives. I think it's just hard to imagine something like that when it's not something you've gone through yourself. Right. And it is hard because there is so much information, especially on these celebrity stories, about those lives. Yeah. Signs you may have lived a past life. Deja vu or deja kunu, which I already mentioned. Yes. Inexplicable knowledge or skills. So if, I guess prodigies. Yeah. You know, violinist or something who just picks up the violin and can play it. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, persistent memories. A strong affinity for another era or a feeling of being born in the wrong era. 
I felt that sometimes. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've known people that, yeah, just, they just seem to be in a different era. Yeah. Like they're I, living in a different era. They like a different era, and that's how they live. I think mine might be just wanting to experience some things more so of like concerts and different like for example being able to go to like a queen concert yeah well who wouldn't well yeah <laughs> unreasonable fears what's un what's considered unreasonable well i i don't know i mean you know obviously i wouldn't think being afraid of spiders or heights or snakes would be unreasonable but maybe if you had a fear of t-shirts or milk <laughs> well you know what i mean you know just yeah. it's just something you wouldn't normally expect somebody to be afraid of well i was thinking earlier i wonder if people who have an intense fear of the ocean or like water drowning yeah that i guess that would be a, would i would consider that unreasonable i don't want to say that any fear is unreasonable because right, people yeah. have their like reasons for it well yeah obviously Strange pains, talked about that a little bit with the, the birthmarks and, you know, pain. So you carry that over. You identify with a different culture. Uh, that one seems kind of. It's interesting. And reoccurring dreams. Have you ever had any reoccurring dreams? Yes, but I don't think any of them tie to. A past life? Yeah. Because, well, I used to have a lot of dreams of planes crashing. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Well, in the plane or watch seeing it? Mine was, I was seeing a plane crashing. I was seeing it. Yeah, the same was I. It'd be like, I'd be in the, out in the backyard. Yeah. And then in the distance, I would see a plane going down. Yeah. It was always from a distance. Yeah. I never actually saw the crash itself. Yeah, sometimes mine would be like, you know, from a distance in person or it'd be like on TV or something I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine was always, I was somewhere, usually in the yard or something. Yeah. The other one I had, I think was related to, there was a movie when I was younger, a horror movie where there was this hand <laughs> that was, you know, like be crawling across the floor and stuff. So this, you know, this it, hand that was alive. Are you talking about the Adams family? <laughs> no, well that, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, they had the hand. Yeah. But it was from a movie way back when. And I always had nightmares about that hand <laughs> trying to get in the window and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't think that was from a past life. Yeah, that's just creepy. At least I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had a reoccurring dream of running away from something all the time. I never knew what I was running away from. But it was like the same thing. I'd be like running in like a really empty neighborhood. Like, no one was around. But it, I was, like, running from something. It is interesting to think about whether, you know, that had to do with a past life. Yeah. That was it, though. That's all I had. That's really interesting. Again, I don't want to dismiss any stories, but like I said, when you haven't gone through it, it's hard to imagine. But yeah. the idea of it is very interesting to me. And I wish there was more research behind it yeah yeah i'll have to dig see if i can find if they have their research online to see if i can find any more interesting stories yeah that'd be interesting but anyway i guess we should wrap it up i'm not sure how long we've been going 
Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night.